0: Welcome to the New York Pages podcast in partnership with Inside the Rink. I'm your host, Jacob Berkowitz, and I'm alongside Mikhail Shragi. We'll be going back to the basics this week of game recapping Ottawa, Washington, and Pittsburgh, the negatives and positives. Once this team is healthy, Morgan Barrett better stay in the lineup. Greg McKeg is just going to be the death of us all. Is Heedle just a healthy scratch, or maybe there's more to it? Trade perhaps? Who knows? But first, a quick word from our show sponsor, and then we'll get right to it. And now, a quick word from our show sponsor and friends of Inside the Rink, BetUS. BetUS has your NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines for their 27th year of live betting. Sign up for BETUS.com with promo code RINK for your 125% sign up bonus. Again, use promo code RINK for your 125% sign up bonus. Play with the proven mainstay of the industry, BetUS. You bet, you win, you get paid. That com, and we are back. Shragi has gone.
1: Uh, I'm doing great. I mean, I, I, I would have rather a little bit of a better weekend after uh, a loss, but you know, uh, really looking forward uh, to
0: uh, maybe some more positive coming up. Right. So speaking of which uh, the Washington game was, I mean, it was fantastic for me. Pittsburgh was a bit of a letdown um, and I feel like we could both say the Ottawa game, there was more to be desired on that part. Uh, so let's go quickly into the Ottawa game uh, for people listening. Like for the past couple of weeks, we've brought a bunch of guests in, even Ryan Mead, um, a few other guests. We've been talking to like one of the Vegas pods, trying to figure out where the Rangers might be trading, if it's with Vegas or Montreal maybe. And then we talked with Fitz about, you know, not those star players, but those depth players that get it done. So if you guys want to check those out, uh, but now we're going to get back to the basics. Uh, we're just going to recap and then, you know, talk uh, more about, you know, also why Hito has been scratched. You know, it's kind of a bit sketchy. But, yeah, Shragi, what do you think about the Ottawa game?
1: Okay, so the Ottawa game, again, the, as every Ranger game in the past, you know, month and a half at least has been, the Rangers did not look so great out of the out of the gates. I mean, the Senators looked. you know, the Senators, I, know, I don't know if people realize this, but as bad as the Senators are, they have some good players on that team. That team. Well, the thing not, was,
0: is that a lot of those players were injured. Batherson was injured. Josh Norris correct. was you injured. Still have
1: Kachuk. You still had, you know what I mean? This team seems to have found ways to win against some good teams. Right. Uh, that's which is, which is not weird. I think, because I think the senators are not like they are a garbage team, but to the sense that like as bad as they are.
0: They can know, sneak, uh, sneak in those wins.
1: They sneak in those wins. They don't give up as many goals as you would think, by the way. They don't. They don't give up as many as you think. So that means they do stay in some games. They, they are in the middle of the pack when it comes to giving up goals. They Meaning, in, in general, they're a team that could stay in some games. Uh, they give you some positives, you know, but not really. Um, but the Rangers, again, did not play to the level that they are a much better team than them. Uh, and that's something that right away I, I noticed from them. The Senders the came out with a, a pretty nice, pretty nice game. It was a 1-1 game going into the second. I mean, Phillip, uh, uh, not Phillip, uh, Panarin and Strom uh, looked fantastic in this game. But as we know, Panarin and Strom do have a great uh, chemistry. And that's really what brought them there. Uh, what I really liked is uh, the defense in this game by Schneider uh, was, was excellent. Um, but, you know, again, this team, this is a team where, you know, the Senators won the face percentage. Against such a bad team, you should not have that uh you 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 gave up 30 shots to the senators again you can't be doing that you had a bunch of too many giveaways again that's something against a bad team that you really expect more you expect more of a dominant thing and we and you know they've beaten these bad teams but you're expecting
0: like a five to two win or something like that
1: exactly exactly you're expecting we you walk out and go oh okay that was okay we team. beat a good, we
0: beat a b team let's move on but we beat a bad team let's move on that's it right
1: Right. But you know what? I'll tell you something, Jacob, you know, um, um, what Rangers fans need to realize here, and I don't want to put Rangers fans down, but as good as the Rangers are, uh, you know, where they are in their areas in in, in stats in the game, in, meaning they don't give up many goals and they and they, they have a good penalty kill and they have a good power play. People do not realize they don't look good. It, it's it's very Weather nice.
0: Five has been abysmal.
1: Exactly, and when you see a team like that not looking good, and you're playing a Senators team, okay, you're playing a Senators team. It's a chance to really, like you say, try new things. You know what I mean? Test something out. And your team plays that bad. I mean, against the team, I know you pulled out the win because Ottawa is that bad. They Ottawa gave up a penalty and and at the at the end of that game, that really blew it for them. But on the other hand, like seriously. You you. You have – I guarantee you have six players better
0: than anyone on the Senators, and you couldn't even pull out uh, a 3-1, 4-1 victory. Yeah, it wasn't great. I mean, well, Shester could almost head that empty net goal. I thought that was going in. Oh, come on. It it, I... it, it, it dropped right in the middle, but it curved. Someone told me that since he's – obviously he shoots like a lefty, there's a bit of spin on it that could go to the left, from what I heard from someone else it might be totally inaccurate. And that's why I possibly went to the left. But oh my gosh, it was both. If that inches. went in,
1: if that went in right I'm now, going people want to
0: give him the heart trophy. People are going to want to. They're going to start calling. You know what I mean? He has more goals
1: than any other goalie in hockey. You know what Rangers fans are like. As soon as that goalie scores that goal, it's oh, just Kirkland, scores that goal. Are you kidding me?
0: So, we'll we'll quickly move on from the Ottawa game because that's not obviously not major. We'd want to see more, discussion. but
1: again, that's not value. Right, that's
0: not the major discussion. But I'm just going to basically, for my term recap that there was a lot to be desired from this Rangers team. I mean, they were out with Josh Norris. Uh, they were out with Batherson, a few other guys as well. Um, the Rangers should have given them a beating, and they didn't. It was just a lot to be desired. The only positive I could think of this is that, like, with Panera now on the right circle oh, – I'm sorry, from the goalie's perspective, so it's the left circle. Um, now players are, you know, leaning towards advantage of Panera, and you saw it wide open, could take those shots all day, and he scores. Uh, it's very, it's very, uh, you know, it's a positive that Panarin's starting to shoot more, uh, because I mean, he has a lethal shot and he has, he's honestly, like, if we all I'll be honest, he has not had the best season. I know he's paying out the points, but five feet five, he has not been at his best. Um, all right. So we're going to go to the Washington game now. Shragi. So basically coming into this game, I was thinking, you know, if we could sneak, sneak like a three to two win, you know, we could show that we could keep up with the competing teams. Uh, it has been known though Washington has been a little shaky as of late and they were coming into this cold from a week. However, the Rangers also were, you know, coming into this, I believe, four days in. Um what, what do you think of this game? So,
1: Jacob, to start this game, did you think there was gonna be a fight? Like I have to ask this question because cause
0: Honestly, man, tough- if it was if it wasn't gonna happen opening night, it was not gonna happen tonight.
1: Correct. Um, and I think I mentioned on Twitter for those that follow me. Um, I mentioned um, that there wasn't going to be a fight that Galant was really going to cut down over here. He, Galant's the type of person, uh, and tell me if I'm wrong, that he's the type of person where, when this type of situation pulls up, we have a team with like sort of a rivalry coming on. Galant likes to sort of close down his team and say, look, I know we have a rivalry, but this is the time to show that we're better than them. And he really, really held this team together and pushed them to uh to, to really play well against them. And if there was any fight going to happen, it was going to happen either in garbage time where the Rangers already had a lead, or if there was a specific hit or something that happened in the game that brought them to that point. Besides that, he would not just say, Oh, Reeves go drop your gloves with Tom Wilson because it's a rivalry game. Let's go do this. This is not,
0: you know, right. So the thing with Reeves is what I really liked is I was worried when Reeves was acquired was that he was going to make careless penalties, random fights. We're just going to get five minute majors and all that. But when Reeves came in, he did, he had an interview and he said, you know, I'm not going to do these stupid fights. Why am I going after a guy? Like, so when, when PK Sluban was doing his garbage stuff, uh, Ryan Reeves was like, why am I going to fight a guy? That's not going to find me back. So I'm just going to cost my team a penalty. And I was shocked when he said that I, I didn't realize, you know, he, he, that was very smart of him to do because I thought for sure he's just going to do careless penalties and all he, and then he does is instead, I'll just, you know, wham him with a hit, uh, right. which is very, very smart.
1: Well, a hundred percent, but he's also, so better I feel like, than we've ever had.
0: Right. But I also <laughs> feel like, listen, Tom Wilson was totally, he was, he, you didn't even know he was there no, uh, no. that
1: night. I, it was impressive how, how the Rangers really held their own in this game, how they really just,
0: I can't say they proved they're better. I believe Wilson that. did not have, I did not register one hit in this game. Not one hit. Wow. Wow. Not one hit. I I mean, mean, I know people are joking about the Ryan Reeves effect. You got to, you got to wonder about that.
1: Well, the question is Tom Wilson has anyways been in a little bit of a slump. I mean, I'm not even talking about against the Rangers. I'm talking about in general. Uh, He, he started off the season pretty hot, but just to like turn this to another way quickly, besides for Tom Wilson, Jacob, did you do you know where do, you know you have a Capitals team that is supposed to, that's supposed to be really good, and you have arguably the
0: best player in hockey? And do you know they rank twenty eighth in power play percentage? Well, so so that that I want to put on for a sec. That's not as they said. Uh, it's not one hundred percent accurate. The reason why no, I'm 100%, saying is it's not mean, like, accurate, but they've had TJ Yoshi out. They've had Backstrom out for a majority of the beginning of Mantha. the month. I have and Mantha. I have no question that this is a top ten power play. Power, you know, it's not. A, it's a top ten power play in the league. So, I mean, I'm, I'm not when they when someone says it's their 27th. I'm like, okay, that doesn't matter. They had like half their team in it. It really doesn't matter. They have Ovechkin. No, Oshie but like back. in general, you have Ovechkin. You should be scoring. Doesn't matter. Are, no, because I mean. everyone leads to Ovechkin. You don't have Oshi in the middle. It doesn't matter when you are missing some of your power play specialists. It doesn't help. I know Ovechkin is, you know insane on the power play, but it doesn't matter if you're happy. your team's unhealthy, your power play is not going to work. It's just, you know, it's basic. So regarding the, like the Washington obviously was coming in like 10 games, you know, cold. I, I, I want to take that into consideration, but I was just so usually I'm like glass half empty. Like, you know, they were coming in 10 games, you know, cold. So 10, 10 days cold. So like, you know, let's take, take this a grain of salt. Um, while that is possible, that definitely probably had an effect, I mean, it just it just feels like, listen, Tom Wilson didn't even register a hit until the last minute of the game. They guarded Provechkin pretty well besides that one breakaway. Um, it, it, honestly, they had a very, very good game. Uh, their defense was fantastic. Their and offense then that was brings going. up – that brings the Zach Jones, Brighton Schneider period. Right. They were fantastic you know? that game. They, they and you know what I love?
1: We bring up their contrasting each other. I, I noticed something that's really good between Schneider and Jones is they both know the rookies. They both know they're fighting for a spot in this lineup. Well, they they complement
0: each other very well. Cause Correct. one is more defensively. They, one is more offensively. They compliment-
1: I love how Jones enters the zone. You know, he had an assist in this Capitals game and, and, and as, and you know, he, that was very positive to be able to see that, um, to be able to see that he really was able to get involved in the offense. While Schneider's really more of the defensive guy, um, although we do, although Schneider did have a couple of giveaways in this game that I wasn't so happy with, but on the other hand, still Schneider's defense was excellent. Uh, right. Zach Jones complements the offense, which is very helpful when your third line uh, pair or fourth whatever pair, if your deep peers of, of, of defense are getting involved in the offense, that's fantastic. That's that's a, that's depth. All you know good teams mean?
0: have that. All good teams. All have All good that. teams have you that. You play and, a cycle game when you're in the zone with all those defa- with those defensemen it that goes what that's what good teams do um and, that and i think for the upper players like fox and,
1: and true but if they have a bad game or a bad stretch at the bottom ones complement them
0: so what i think one thing i liked what i was really impressed in this game actually two things whenever a washington player shot the puck igor Shusterkin is or he's already amazing at rebound control it's like it sticks to him he doesn't let up loose pucks and if it does it's on the side that that's an amazing thing but even when it's to the middle I found the Rangers swarmed to the middle of the net and cleared it immediately. They did not let Washington players in front of the net. Besides that last goal, last two minutes. I never seen anything like that because that was one thing the Rangers just stunk at. And this I, game, they, they didn't, they didn't have, they didn't let any Washington player get in that crease. It was amazing. Yeah. A few times, obviously you're going to tell me, oh, God, but the, we see here, he does it overall in that game. They, they shut him down in the, in the slot. It, it was well, amazing.
1: Yeah. And you know what? I I've been noticing this and I know Rangers fans are going to be like, yeah, we know he's good already. And I know like ESPN keeps sending out like things like, uh, and, 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 T- and whatever TNT or all these like different bleacher reports are saying, well, wow, Shostokin is one of the best goalies in hockey. And
0: I'm, I keep saying like, this is not new
1: news. Like we know that he's good. It's just, well, the the,
0: also the question is, is that not only the Vesna? I think there's a conversation to be made that he should be a candidate for the heart. I oh, mean, hundred like, percent people think the heart is, has nothing to do with punch or anything that that's, that's not, that's not that a word. That's the art, Ross. The the heart is basically the, your most valuable player on your team, and people are saying, "Think David should not have that." Okay, that's not. I can bring you other goalies that are really holding right. their team. You up. take Shosturkin out out of this Rangers team. What are they? I don't know. We had a stretch where
1: Georgiev did a decent job, but that's where you have a better five and five in a situation where you're not having a good five and five. They,
0: yeah, actually, but you look at you look at the record without Shosturkin. It's it's it it's was terrible. worse than I thought. It was worse oh than I thought I, I, yeah. without Shosturkin. We're not a, we're not, not even a playoff team, and he should absolutely be a candidate for the heart. There's no question about it. Well, Him, could, I can't think of that, and I don't know someone else. Well, Saro, no, Saros, no, Saros no. is not going to be considered
1: already up in there, even though he's doing that well. Um, you, I just love the fact that Vasilowski sort of fell off the
0: map. It's not that he fell off the map. It's just more of like shesterkin has taken the league by storm this year so much. Well, I think in general every other he's In the shadows right now. I mean, Campbell also fell off a cliff, so there was that. Uh, Freddie Anderson, I think, was doing a little – I think he's getting back to his own now, but I'm pretty sure he went in a little bit of slump. I may be totally inaccurate. Uh, But speaking of which, back to the Washington game, I liked how the Rangers were getting in the dirty areas in those games. Like, they were going for rebounds. I I loved it so much. This is a Ranger team that always was terrible at that. And well, speaking of the Pittsburgh game, we'll get back to that in a minute, but uh, where they were always, you know, around, they were always on the frame, but they didn't get to the inside dirty areas, but yeah, no, th- this game, the game was 10 out of 10, man. It stinks that you didn't get the shutout in the last minute. Um, that was, I-, I feel like that was Truba's fault. I think, I believe someone told me it was the winger's job to grab Ovechkin, but where Truba was standing. Uh, I don't remember who passed it to Ovechkin, but basically, he was on the side. He didn't have a, he'd be, he didn't have, it was an impossible angle, almost impossible angle. So, Shusterkin's not, you know, he's not, he's not going to let that in. So, why is Truba attempting to block the shot from there? Shouldn't he block the pass? It didn't make it. Well, sense. I think that I was on Truba.
1: I watched Truba a lot, and, and I have to be careful here because I know Ava will be on my back if she, <laughs> if she hears me bash him. But, um, I will say this much, um, I do notice a lot in Truval. He likes to go for that play. He likes to put that stick in front. And there's a couple blocks. He, he loves,
0: but he loves the blocks. He which loves, is obviously. Kudos to him, man, putting the body on the line. But in that play, you got to play smart. No, if you really, pass, really,
1: you know what I would have liked. No, but I would if have you liked
0: on that play, if, if you had a pass, right? If you had a pass, of Ovechkin's on the other side of the on the side of the net, and then you have someone past him, either either you could take the block shot of an almost impossible angle. Side. From Shosturkin, right? Or you could, or you could block the pass from Ovi. It's not even a question. You block the pass. Well, he was didn't try to
1: use his speed there. Like you, it has nothing to do with not speed. Not the fastest guy. You got
0: to beat him to the spot and get him off a little bit from. It has nothing to do with speed. Off. It just had to do with bad reading. If he wanted to be there, he could have gone there. But he read right. the play wrong, and that was it. Right. Um, so, we can't let those up because I'm just telling you this: th- th- that when you give those
1: type of plays up, it changes momentum in a game in seconds.
0: Right. Uh, well, no, that was a minunowette that had nothing uh
1: right I mean, I actually had a question for you um'cause because i've been noticing this about games you know with the rangers with the rangers uh you know right now in a situation where you know we're trying trying to really figure out what to do with this team um, are you worried the fact that 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 they average very
0: little shots per game are you worried about that so I wanted to Address that after the Pittsburgh game, if when, okay, when so we we'll go to there, to after Pittsburgh the Pittsburgh first game first, and
1: then I'll, you'll get back to that question.
0: Yeah. So okay. now to the Pittsburgh game. The first period was good, but that top yeah. line seemed like the highlight of the game. That was it. Lafrenia, it was you know, he's he's emerging as a really good player. Uh, people have been waiting on him, and you know, he, he's promising right now. Uh, that besides that top line, the second and third period it was all on the outside. No one's on the inside. It was like the total opposite of the Washington game. And it was so baffling. Like we were in this trend where we're starting to get to the dirty areas. And now we're not, we're not even getting there. It was all outside shots. I know people are saying Jari was amazing. That game he was, but it was not quality shots. A bunch of them were just, you know, they were on outside shots, 10 out of 10 times. Jari's going to say that you got to get to those nice areas. It's, you know, it's, you got to play a bit of a not dirty game. Obviously you got to play a bit of a more rough game. You got to get into those dirty areas when you're playing a team in the playoffs. That's key. If you don't do that, you're getting swept in the first round. I'm pretty, that's one of the reasons why Rangers were swept versus Carolina. They were always on the outside. They never were able to get to the dirty areas Well, when the Washington watching the game. They were, that, that, that's why I thought, okay, we're getting somewhere. But the Pittsburgh game, it seems like they took a step back. Now a one, nothing game versus the Pittsburgh after you, beat Washington. It's still promising. It shows you could still keep up with them. I mean, just was standing on his head, but you know, it it just shows you could beat the Pittsburgh Penguins. It shows that you have potential there, which is why I'm starting to think that, you know, maybe we should go on a run this year, not only damage, but you know, you never know. But it's not the NBA or anything like that, where it's like the best team always wins. It's not necessarily true. I know Tampa the past couple of years, you know, were the best team and won, but it's not always like that. Um, well but we'll get onto the additions later on. But I don't know, Truggy, with this Pittsburgh game, for me, see, for me, it was like I, I don't know how to explain it, because like I'm still happy we we're able to keep up with them, but I'm a little disappointed we were always on the outside and we went back to our old habits of like, you know, staying on the outside and not getting to the dirty areas. Right.
1: Um Right. No, that's very on target. I mean, for example, the games that we do get dirty and things like that. The Rangers have been successful more in five and five due to players like Kreider, who are fantastic at getting that puck right very close to the net in. Um, and due to players like LaFarnier, who sometimes is very good at getting in over there. Um, but you know, the real struggle I have with this, especially with this game, was every time I'm I'm, I'm watching these plays and I'm seeing things going on, I feel like there's a struggle. I don't know if it's just in my eyes, but I feel like Panarin, especially. I I think he's really lost in what his position is on his game. I mean, I see him times. He's trying to be too fancy with the puck or do something like that. And the passing is not exactly, especially five and five, exactly what I would want to see, especially in the game where if you, you know, you're not going to win a game by just playing on the outside, but if you are playing on the outside, you've got to have great passing. You got to have, you know, that's the key. You're not going to get open. If you're just sitting there taking the shots where the goalie's just sitting there, I, I see you coming. Okay, and when you're playing a, game, a team like the Penguins, who are a hot team like the Penguins, and they're not an easy team to play, and they're getting you know they're getting better, and um, they have some young players you know that we haven't seen you know in the Penguins past, and this is a, v- a very good team to complement just a Sidney Crosby. Okay, just don't just look at the Penguins and say Sidney Crosby. I mean, you have players like Brian Rust, who's been scoring like ridiculous amount of goals, and and Gunsel on that first line, that first line of Jake Gunsell, Sidney Crosby, and Brian Rust is ridiculous. Okay, combined. They had 11 shots,
0: 11 shots combined. Okay. That's, well, it's also, it, it's also that, uh, I mean, the one thing the Rangers have had a problem with is speed because the Rangers aren't a very fast team. Uh, they're not, they don't have a lot of fast players. They play a more right. constructive dump and chase game, which doesn't really make any sense because that's really for speed players. These, the problem, I, as I've said a thousand times on this podcast, I feel like they'd be better as a transition team, but again, I'm not going to complain when we're you know playing this great, but Yeah, no, it's definitely concerning the 5v5 with the Rangers, very concerning. But I spoke to, I don't know if I spoke to Drew or someone else about this, is that one trait the Rangers have, which gives me a lot of positive vibes about this playoffs is that they find ways to win, even if they don't deserve it. And obviously a lot of that is just Sterkin, but there's always a clutch player here and there. And that's, that's the number one trait you need in a playoff, in a playoff series is find ways to win, even though you don't deserve it. That's that's one of the top three 100%. things you need in a play. and especially
1: and especially a team uh, like the Rangers that have holes and you know you sometimes want to try to cover them up with a team like that you really have to figure this out and this Penguins game uh, there are two things I, I thought really brought out to me one's a positive and one's a need the positive that I came out with this in the, in this game is you didn't look good okay you 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 tried hard um, you did not have your game on. And you only gave up one goal through three periods to a very, very good team, and um, and you stayed in the game. Now, in a seven-game series, you can't be playing behind. You can't be playing a game that's where they're always faster than you. By game three, you're done. Okay, they're gonna beat you. They're gonna figure you out. Okay, in every single seven-game series, if by the first, if if you're getting worked out in those first two games, by the third game, I don't. You're done. You're done. The rule
0: is, is that if you're on, oh, yeah. The rule is that you know, always split it, right? Always split those first two. If you're those first two being beaten, I don't care if it's one nothing and two
1: one. Okay, that means that you worked your brains off. You didn't get much out of it by game three. I'm 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 guessing like a five-one victory for the other team. I mean, I don't see them doing. Well, listen, anything.
0: if it wasn't just and Net, if it was Georgia, we're losing this like three-four oh, nothing.
1: This is not okay. Four. I'm I'm talking about like maybe a ten-seven Maple Leafs game, okay?
0: <laughs> no, because we're not scoring seven. <laughs> oh, I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're not a... the Maple
1: Leafs where we score ten goals and say, "Look how good we are," but then everyone goes, "Well, hello, you give up seven to the
0: Red Wings." Yeah, um, to the Red Wings. But yeah. although I can't really say because we also lost to the Red Wings, but. <laughs> The, the nah, that was a shootout. That, that
1: was a shootout. Okay. Right. I, I know that was a bad, bad situation. Well, blew
0: it. We would have won that yeah, game. Yeah, well,
1: don't worry. I, I was watching that game. Strome blew that. I think I think Twitter blew up when Strome did that.
0: Well, also, you have to remember also is that the Rangers are playing one man short on the top six. They have Goudreau or Hunt on the top six. And right. it just, it doesn't make sense. Those guys are death players. Goudreau, I would love to have on the third line. That's a perfect guy to have on the play- come playoff time. I mean, exactly. like, he, That's what we he helped on the be, third line with night. two Stanley Cups.
1: Right. And that's really what I was going to bring to my second point is that there's a need. I know that we're there's a need
0: for a top a right winger. And with Kako out, you don't know how long he's going to be out. Um, my concern is it's longer than they're saying. That's my concern because they've been very shady with what's going on. They haven't released, you know, what it is and all that. I know right. sometimes they don't do it anyway, but it just seems like gut feeling that this is a little bit worse than it might be. Um, speaking of injuries, though quick mention I've been thinking the past couple of games Adam Fox has not looked like himself Ryan Lindgren has not looked like himself now they're still playing great but they are not looking like themselves and as we know Adam Fox was injured uh before the all-star break and I believe there were rumors of Lindgren possibly being hurt like like a couple weeks before the all-star break also because he wasn't doing well I I think there's a concern that they're both a bit injured and they're both banged up because I I I mean it's got to be sometimes you feel like okay a player's off his game but these players are just so such good chemistry and so good it just has to be that i mean it's possible they're just off but it's just like i i would bet 10 out of 10 times these both both these players are injured
1: right right i know i'll, I'll tell you something i mean anna fox does not
0: look like himself
1: no he doesn't look like himself and i think i i almost could have told you so if you know what i
0: mean right um i mean i i bet 10 out of 10 times that anna fox is injured somewhere or another like yeah. Like, look, watch it. Like, I know. Anyways, uh, they scratch, They take their top players off before playoff time. But I feel like if they're very comfortable, they might take Adam Fox out more. Uh, earlier, I mean, I would have walked out for that because I feel like Adam Fox is playing injured, and I feel like a lot of people would agree with me on that. He just yeah, you, can't do, you can't do that. You can't
1: do. They can't risk a player like that. I'd rather him not right. play.
0: You gotta he- get. You have a healthy lineup. At the start of the playoff time. If you lose a couple of games, okay, great. You're in the playoffs. You you gotta get healthy. And if Adam Sox is injured and not playing himself, you're done before it even started. So right. you got to get healthy. Also, with Lindgren, that's your top line. You got to get things, you know, settled down. Um, and then also another thing regarding injuries and such, Filippito, which who we thought was injured, he was injured at a point. But go right. on. Just uh, bluntly said, oh, yeah, no, he was healthy. But, you know, he was a scratch because, you know, we liked our team. For Washington, so we're well, going to that, That's just suspicious. That's so that is like... for me. For me, I know this sounds very, you know, silly and very like. Um, it, it just feels like there's a possible there's a possible trade on the table. Uh, well, I, I don't know. That's just I, my take.
1: because. I'll tell you something. It could be another thing, and and it could be that the injury is not better.
0: No, no, no. Go on, said it was totally healthy. You don't. Say, I know, don't but, say but he could be telling healthy.
1: you that the same way as. He could be telling us, you know, yeah, he's in, whatever it is, and and it's something. No, no, no. Gawan is a full fledged liar.
0: No, no, no. Gawan is a full fledged liar, but you don't really lie about injuries and all that. Besides, if it what, unless it's healthy, and IR. What do you no. mean? You
1: can lie
0: to other teams that way the guy looks like he's healthy, so some teams will think, oh, he's good. Doesn't matter, no, because they have to always pass a medical right before the, right before the trade to go through. Yeah. Um, which was very interesting because I, I found that out because basically they had like an inside thing video. Of an NHL trade going down and each one, you know, had to agree to a medical clearance. Um, Filippito was injured and then he, he was scratched. For me, it's very suspicious that maybe it's just trade protection that, uh, you know, there's possibly he's involved in trades, which I thought to the beginning, he's a goner come trade deadline anyway. So you got to wonder about that. Cause I get the team would play great versus Washington, but especially versus the Pittsburgh Penguins, you have a fast kid that's mm-hmm. what, what, 22, 23? You, you put him on your third line. And it was just, especially with Kako out, maybe putting him in the top six. So it was very baffling to me. So when people go on saying he was just a scratch, I don't know. I I, I think that might be trade protection because unless they're total idiots, uh, he should have been in. Uh, so I, I feel like it's definitely trade protection. I, I feel like there's something there and we should watch out uh, for the coming week or two because that's right. very suspicious.
1: hundred percent. And um what, what were your what were your thoughts on Lafreniere this week? I, I just like la- I'm just curious. I mean,
0: well, Ryan Mead said on this podcast that it was actually funny that we we me and you thought that we were more concerned about Kako than Lafreniere even before this week because uh, right. I just felt like Lafreniere is playing more conservative. He's on the third line, you know, you can't evaluate it based off that. But Ryan Mead was actually more concerned about Lafreniere more than Capo Kako. Um, it was very I, I definitely hear that side of the argument. Just for me personally, is I just feel like. Kapokako has that top six, you know, moments and he still didn't look good. The only time he's looked good with his Panarin and Strom, which is not a not, which is, I get that when you're on a line with Kreider and you're playing basically the same player as you, uh, you it's got to collide. You're not going to play as good, which I thought it was right. very stupid because I think he had seven points in nine games with Panarin and Strom. Right. I, I, I don't get why the, he was taken off that line. It didn't make sense.
1: I, so that, I'm saying in that Pittsburgh game, if LeFarnier was on that first line.
0: Well, he was on that first line.
1: No, he was on Hunt. Was on that line, according to what I see here.
0: No, no, no. He was on that first line. Panarin. He was with Panarin and Strom. I believe.
1: I have okay. So I'm saying I have my lines in front of me. Line combinations in front of me. In a sense. it sense, says Hunt was at left wing. Strom was at center. Panarin at right wing. Yeah,
0: second yeah. Wing. No, no. The top, oh no. Top line is the Bannister and Kreider.
1: Oh, sorry, and sorry. I messed up. Sorry. Panarin sorry, it's is wrong line. Right, right, right. So yeah, it's the Bannage, Krider, and Kreider on the front. So I'm saying in that line, I mean, I, I think mean, the, that
0: line looks great. If Leferne was Leferne... On that
1: second line, I think would be much. This game would be much stronger.
0: No. No, okay. So, Kreider, Zabanja, Lafreni is the top line. Panarin, Stroman, right. God knows All who right. No, I put the second the line. Second first line.
1: Because it goes the order of who starts the game. Okay. Sorry. So, um,
0: basically, thinking, yeah. why is
1: Lafreni on that? That's your question. Your question is, why is Lafreni not on that line with Stroman Panarin?
0: No, no, no. My, fr- my question is, why is Kako not on with Panarin and Strom?
1: Well, Kako's injured. So, what are you doing? No, no, no. I'm injured? talking
0: about, I was talking about before his injury.
1: Oh, yeah, before his injury. 100%. Yeah.
0: Okay. So, basically, um, yeah, no, I just felt like, you know, before Kako was injured. And then now, obviously, you know, they're down one man in the top six. It's it's showing. Their 5v5 wasn't good to begin with. And now you have Kako out. Uh, Hito, for some reason, is scratched. Again, we, we don't know. Right. Um, there's, you know, suspicions yeah. there. But, yeah, I, I just figured that, you know, I'm thinking about it a bit. This Washington game and this Pittsburgh I'm like, you know what? Just circuit is having an insane, you know, year. And I'm thinking, like. What team is going to beat him in four in seven games? What team's going to beat him four times It's out of seven? It's very, like, if I'm a top team, I'm I'm quite terrified of Shostakovich because with a goalie, he could steal you a series. So what my thinking is, is that I've said a lot of times, you know, maybe get one guy with term and, you know, do damage in the playoffs. But you have $35 million in cap space. I mean, if this is the best opportunity you get and the best team doesn't always win. So, if let's say you have a guy like Kessel, who is uh, rumor has it that Arizona, the asking price is a third round pick. That's it for fifty percent retained, fifty percent retained, and we don't even need the retained because we have thirty five million in cap. Then let's say a guy like Lektonen, who could fit slide on your third line, a line of Goudreau, Barron, and Lektonen. Oh my gosh, I'd have that any day of the week. And you have Kessel on the second line until Kako comes back. When Kako comes back, you'll figure it out then. You, You know. Too many good players is a good problem to have. Um, that's what I personally get. Now, Pavelski was my dream. Well, actually, I had a few. Hurdle was one, which seems not like he's happening. resigning. Giroux, not happening. Now, Pavelski, also rumored to resigning. not happening. So the big players, it doesn't seem like the range start getting. So right. get those guys. You know, Kessel, you know, he has a nice, he still has a nice shot. I'm saying at feeling, this point, when you're
1: looking at players like Phil Kessel, like if I'm, he's already, for only I'm already thinking more than one player to he, come. If
0: he's only a third round pick, what the hell, man? Just go after him. And if he doesn't pan out, who the heck cares? It's a third round pick. Is okay? it
1: worth it to then bring in a Lekanin in as well?
0: Yeah, because I, I like those two way guys. As, as we spoke to Fitz again, those are the type of guys you want in your third line. Kessel slots in with Panarin and Strom. Now, I know people are saying you need a four checker on the line, and I agree with you, but I just would be curious to see how that works. If worst comes to worst, you could put him in the third line. I'm pretty sure Lechtenin could play left wing also. If not, listen, man, Lechtenin is a guy that is an RFA, and you could, you know, deal him for assets if he's not willing to resign. Kessel is a third round pick. If it doesn't work out, it's fine. You, you know, you're, you're paying pennies on the dollar for Kessel, and it just doesn't it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't it make doesn't make sense to not go in this year. And I, I don't know. I just been thinking of listen, how does miner mentioned Yanni Gord? The, I've been saying this since day one when Seattle drafted him, if they would be willing to retain Yanni Gord for like two good prospects, because the prospect pull is just garbage because uh, they did terrible on the expansion draft. I, I mean, Yanni Gord is a perfect player to have. Right, well, um, I
1: told you that, but, but the I've problem is,
0: is that yeah. the GM for Seattle was not willing at the expansion draft to take on bad salaries or retain and all that. He was not willing to do that at all. So I, I doubt his mind has changed if it has, and I'm Drury. I'm calling him. I'm saying, hey, we'll give you two top prospects for Gord retained salary. That would be amazing. But that seems like more of a pipe dream and also seems like, listen, GMs are idiots in this league. So it's not really going to happen. It just, it's just a pipe dream. So for me personally, Kessel, Lectonin, and maybe a fourth line player, you know, get that depth going. And hey, Kako coming back, you know, maybe I'm missing a big player or two that we could get. You could also you could maybe go for them instead. My point is that, you know, we got 35 million in cash. Where our 5 5 is terrible, but it, it could, there is, you know, there can be work to be done there. It's possible to get better. Your defense is great. You have Adam Fox, your Norse winner on the top line, that's making what, 975k this year, 950k right. this year. Um, you, you got Schneider, a rookie that's playing amazing on the bottom line with Zach Jones, and you got the greatest goalie in the world right now with Nick. Mm -hmm. Your time is now to make a run. Now, I know I've told him. I'm saying, I know you're saying that, but on the other hand, as I keep
1: saying, the Rangers, on the other hand, are a rebuilding team. They are not not
0: rebuilding anymore. No, no, no. The rebuilding. No, no, no. If
1: you know what I mean, a rebuilding team. What I mean is they have a lot of young players. Remember, they are the third youngest team in the NHL. That means that they're a team that will be back next year.
0: No, right. But the you're point not going
1: to see that many changes like that. I mean, no,
0: you, it, no, because they don't have a lot of cap space next year. And correct. you have $35 million in cap. You have to make a run this year. It's not, it's not a question. You have 35 million in cap. You've shown you can play with good teams. That That's it. Yes. The five or five stinks, but they always find a way to win. You got, you got it. You got to take your chance. You got to take your chance with that. I mean, as long as you're not, listen, from what I, I understand, guys like Brendan Offman, uh, Braden Schneider, um trying to think. Willie, Will Coley and then Brett Barard are probably the guys that the Rangers are not going to trade at any circumstance unless it's a superstar with term. Well, the most uh, superstars
1: available at this point. So right, unless guys. You're going for, unless you're going for what's the name from the Predators. Yeah,
0: yeah no, but he's not. The guys that I believe they're willing to trade are Nils Bunkwith, Vitaly Um I could be forgetting others. Oh, um, uh, Nick oh, Robertson yeah. is another. Nick Robertson, right. So yeah, no, they they have a lot of assets. They had their first round pick this year. Uh, they have two second round picks this year. So that helps. But yeah, no, no, I, I'm, I think they should go in. They're not a rebuilding team. This team in the beginning of the year, the mandate was is to make the playoffs. This, the mandate has risen. Uh, you got to make a run. You, you got to do something. Yes, the goal is to make the playoffs. They've exceeded expectations by a mile, uh, for, mainly because of Shusterkin. But you got to go on all of it. you got to go on this year. Well, it's, I mean, game-wise,
1: not- game wise, now that we've played this week, two of the a very competitive teams. I mean, you played the, the Penguins and you You've played you you could Capitals. keep up with them. Right. You could. You know what? I know that this Penguin game, we're not really happy with the way things turned out. But again, I think you play this game again. As good as Jerry is, as good as, you know, Penguins fans will say Jerry is better than Shostakovich and he beat them. <sighs> Be quiet. Um, it's not it's, even a
0: question. Not
1: even a question. Sterkin so, is,
0: is much better than Jerry. It's not even a question.
1: It's not a question yet. I think it was more the Rangers being bad than Jerry being good. They had a couple chances than the second. It was,
0: it was less quality shots. Like if you have a hundred shots from the blue on wristers and none of them go in, well, duh, just because it's a hundred, the number just didn't show the whole thing. Like there were terrible quality shots. I, it doesn't, they were all the outside of the whole game. It, it just, there wasn't a lot of quality shots. And it's weird with the Rangers is that usually they don't have a lot of shots, but a lot of them are quality. That's why they're able to win these games, even though it's not five v five. Even though they're terrible at five v five, because right. they even though they only get twenty three shots, but a lot of them are quality shots. That's why they're able to win. But non quality shots, you, you can't have Panarin on the on the outside. You know, trying to make a risky pass through the slot. Now a few times you could do that with him, but Panarin has to. I don't know what's with Panarin this year five v five, but he's got to he's got to try to you know figure things out. I I love Panarin man, but. He's gotta he's gotta start figuring it out. Right, but um, I mean, like
1: I mentioned before, I mean, I feel like he's a little bit lost between his passing game to his leadership role to his to his
0: shooting game. I mean he he's he doesn't he passes too much. He's not confident shot. I don't know why he's not. He has a lethal shot. It, it just doesn't make sense. If a guy like you know, Kessel would come in, I know Kessel's not a forechecker, I'd just be would be interested in seeing how that line would work. Kessel has a nice shot. I mean, Panarin makes an amazing pass. To him. imagine they don't have a lot of uh, snipers, like really good snipers. I'm talking about like you know, it, it just Zabarnyat is one, uh, but not not a lot of them. Kreider is amazing in the net, but he's not you know the greatest shooter. Uh, Panarin is one, but he doesn't he doesn't shoot enough. Lafreniere, Lafrenier, you know he's not there yet. Uh, Strom doesn't know how to you know hit an empty net, so forget about getting him in a you know. It, it does you know they don't have a lot of you know good snipers, so it makes sense to add a sniper like Kessel. Uh, and listen, if it doesn't work out, it's only a third round pick. Who cares? Uh, it just doesn't make sense. And if Morgan Barron is not in this lineup for playoff time, then what the hell are we doing? He's a perfect third line player and screw Greg McKay. I don't care. Gallant likes him. It, just enough. The Greg McKay does not belong on this team. Yeah, I don't know.
1: He keeps playing with these as some other, but you got, you got some time with Barron this week. You, you did.
0: And you saw how good he was. Yeah. He, he was terrific. I don't know why. Like people keep on asking me on Twitter, why is this guy not in? He should be one hundred percent. And we is stopped. there
1: maybe? I know we discussed maybe there was something going on between Hayek over there, but is there something going on between Baron?
0: Oh, you're talking about the joke of the dirt and all that? Nah. Yeah. But uh, a, I'm dying over nah, there. Nah, nah. 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 But, but it's just, <laughs> it's just, it's just baffling because usually those small players like Galante's like he likes a man's game, which is very dumb. But whatever.
1: Well, Baron's not a man, oh. but ba- ba-
0: bar- like, Baron is the mold exactly of what Galan wants. So that's why it's just even more baffling. Like, what the heck do you want more th- for this kid? Like, he's done everything you've asked and more, and you're still picking guys like Greg McKeg? The hell are you doing? What well, What are we doing here?
1: Man, I I, I have no clue. That, I have no clue what the what what, what is in Galan's head for over here. It but, doesn't make you know any what? I, sense. I have a hard time bashing Gallant when he's done this well.
0: Right, but he's also done some very stupid things. Like Gallant said one time in an interview this week, like you know, expect Baron more. Like I would believe it if it was any other coach, but this is also the guy that said if I'm a betting man, I'd have a captain, and he's lied hundreds of times this whole year. But you got to respect kind of, but because oh, he's like screw you. But um, yeah, it, it's got to, it's got to, you know, it's got to stop with Baron. He's got to be in this lineup. So, I mean, overall this week, I liked it. I feel like it was definitely more positive than negative. It stings with the Pittsburgh loss. But, again, this is not the full team that's going to be come playoff time. There are going to be additions made. is going to be coming back. You know, there, there are additions to be made. I feel like the Rangers could do some serious damage come playoff time. And, hey, you never know because the best team doesn't always win. Well, um, do,
1: do we, I'm saying – I know we mentioned it. Kako's going to come back. So, therefore, maybe we'll have a a space taken. But remember, even when he was in the lineup, that didn't, it's not exactly what made us better in a sense.
0: Well, him, Panarin, and Kako, uh, I'm sorry, him, Panarin, and Strom were terrific together. If you have a line of like a Kreider's advantage at a Frenier, Panarin, Strom, and Kako when he comes back, Um, Lechtenen, if Lechtenen plays left, I'm not sure. Lechtenen, Goudreau, and Kessel. Or Baron in the middle of Kessel and then bottom line of Goudreau, you know, Rooney and Reeves. I don't know. Like you'll have obviously an addition on the fourth line. The point is, like, there there's this is not the full team that's gonna come playoff time. So when people are saying we suck five five, yes, but you know, there are gonna be additions to name and this team's gonna probably look a bit different when they have those additions. Right. Remember, they're playing and with a man fans down. fans
1: should realize this, and Razor's fans should realize that whatever you're seeing now, I know that you you might have some problems, but you know the the Rangers on the i think still feel like they have pieces in their system that they're not really interested in just throwing out everything right now. I think the Rangers feel like they have something there right i, I don't know if they I don't know if every single one of those pieces um are really in truth something that's gonna help but on the other hand you when you have players like Barron in your system, you gotta think to yourself like they're be- you know there's something there. I mean, Baron has shown positivity It makes when he's no
0: on. sense why he isn't. He means, it, it makes exactly. absolutely no sense. Like, Nils Lundqvist, I, I 100% disagree, and it's 100% wrong, but at least you know why he's doing it. Even though right. it's wrong, you understand why. You have, I have no idea why Barron's not in this lineup. I'm saying I'm Greg really Mc...
1: curious who you could find this out from. Like, I know you like can't.
0: You... you can't. Greg McHague, has said it. He likes his guys, which means Greg McCaig, which is very, very dumb. He's a player's coach, so there are positives and negatives that come with that. And one of them is Greg McCaig still being in this lineup. Um, I think we're almost going to end it off, but I wanted to say before we go, guys, we reached a thousand downloads last week. Wow, thank you so much for it's amazing like we've only been doing this for three months. We have yeah. more than a thousand followers on Twitter. we reached a thousand downloads. We had Ryan Mead on last week uh it's crazy the amount of uh guys we've had for interviews um I'm hoping this week you know the rangers get it together i I want to trade so badly because I feel like you know, we were expecting trade over the summer, we didn't get it, so we're, you know, extra desperate for one. Right. Um yeah, so let's hope that happens and jury doesn't screw up and we'll see you guys next week. Yeah, hundred percent. And uh and